When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's your man, Concrete, your buddy James, 227, Hell Block, Hully Gully, Drugs. Um, you know what I'm saying? I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Best. Where we at with it? 36 of that OD, get back, ain't honey clipping the road. We slid in that OD, niggas is OV, big ass stick, we a hit at the goal. All right, so we got the one and only Boldy James jumping off the porch with us today, man. Where we at with it, gang? And how you feeling today, bro? Feel good, man. Yeah, man. Nah, I appreciate you coming by. I know you don't do many interviews. You know, we've been supporting you for a long time, too, yes, man. Sir, yes, so, sir. There's nothing but love right here, man. Yeah, so, you know, on the tour, NBA leather, man. I know it's about to wrap up soon, so how's it been so far, man, this past month being out there? It's been smooth sailing. I, um, I've been, you know, I've been able to, uh, catch up with a lot of my fans and I've been able to gain a lot of fans as well so it's a two-way street you know what I'm saying like people look at me as like uh you know some people don't understand like oh you just opening up for Earl and Act but they don't understand like it's bigger than that we a brotherhood like me Alchemist Earl Action all the Griselda gang Rock Marcy you know what I'm saying um we be working with Freddie Gibbs out the camp, like Spitter, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a circle of trust with us, you know what I'm saying? We, some of us signed, I'm not signed at the moment. I've been doing everything independent at the moment, but yeah, the, the tour is a good look. You know, I like to stay on the road and stay busy and out the street with the gang anyway, cause you know, ain't nothing but trouble in the ghetto. So yeah. I just be trying to stay working. I feel that, man. And I know, uh, you know, Bronson's fans, they wild, man. So what have these shows look like, man? So, like, you know what I'm saying, war to war. You know, and it, it been a lot of good crowds, too. Like, the crowds not as hard up as I felt like they would have been, you know, because our music's so different. Mm -hmm. Like, we all make three entirely different types of music, so. I don't know, it's, I guess it's exciting for the fans to see because they've been enjoying it. Like, we ain't been hearing no bad reviews or anything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Has it been one city that kind of surprised you? Like, man, I, I didn't think they really fuck with me out here, man. Uh, what city was that? It might have been... might have been L.A. I think I got a standing ovation at L.A. I got a, I got a lot of them on this tour, but... Um, I think I was shocked to see how hard DC rock with me. Hmm. That shocked me. Yeah. All right, so let's take it back, Bodie. Um, you know, growing up in Detroit, you actually grew up on both sides of the city? Originally east side, Belvedere, East Warren. You know what I'm saying? Then I moved to uh, Outer Drive and Stahelin. That's like, uh, that's on the west side, but that's like six miles Southfield area. Evergreen, Seven Mile, that little box over there. We call it the Drug Zone. Drug Zone 76. So was there much of a difference between, you know, living on both sides like huge, that at a young huge, age? Huge difference. Like, uh, East Side was like family orientated for the most part, like a lot of big families in one neighborhood, you know. West Side, that's where I learned the ropes that I learned how to hustling all my tricky dance moves on the west side. Mm. I already had like 
real east side upbringing, so I had the gang. I just applied it on the west side because those was the ages that was more so like my wonder years. I got you. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? How old were you? I was young when I jumped off the porch. Me and my dual top, we was like in the fourth grade. We was like in the fourth, fifth grade when we jumped off the porch. We always was advanced children. I tell my um, my kids now, because my, my baby boy, he 10. And I can't really trust him to do a lot of things on his own. Like he's not as a, as independent as I would as a, as a child, but he got three older brothers too, and two older sisters. I was the oldest of four children, but I didn't have any, you know, biological brothers, so, you know what I'm saying? I was a little more hands-on, a little more, like I say, a lot more independent, the way my pops raised me, but my son, he more so like spoiled and depending on like uh, what he feel like I um, want them to do, as as opposed to like me, I just did what I wanted to do for the most part. So you kind of learned just by experience then? Yeah, I had a real father too who, he never like uh, steered me away from stuff that I personally wanted to do myself. Like I never had the type of pops who, you need to get a motherfucking job or you need to go do this. And my pops was a cop, you know what I'm saying? So. My mindset growing up was all the shit that I was into as a kid. If my pops can't catch me doing this shit and he who raising me and I know this nigga schooled and he the one who gave me the game. It's like, how can a cop in the street that don't know me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How can they catch me? Nah, that's true, man. Um, what's your thoughts on all the changes that have occurred in the city of Detroit, you know, since when you were coming up up until today? I mean, it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much just as dangerous as it was when I was coming up as it is now, but they don't got like morals and values like we did growing up. You know, these dudes, they, they, um, they self-proclaim, they, they pretty much tell you who they are and people buy into it, you know what I'm saying? Because the internet is selling the image, but you know, I'm from the real, the real Detroit before uh, this social media was super popular. So your name is your name. You got to stand on it, hold your weight in. That's what, you know, um, that's what make your reputation in the city. And, you know, I ain't from the social media wave. I really, you know, am who I am in my city. So I don't talk. I just let the, you know what I'm saying, the music speak for itself and the work show for itself. And, you know, I let the streets tell my story for me. Yeah, what type of impact would you say social media has had on the streets then? Especially like all the people that's coming up in the streets these days who are like kind of glorifying everything on social media to where back in the day, that was a big no-no, man. That's how they prove that they even, you know what I'm saying, active, I guess. Like they gotta show you better than they can tell you. When it was like that with us too, but we didn't display it through the social media content. You know what I'm saying? It was like, if you know, you know, you know? Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you started your rap career, was it easy for you to transition over to social media to nah, promote yourself or were you really not into nah, it? Nah, cause my, my little cousin Chuck English, you know what I'm saying? I gotta put more light on the cool kids because I'm the reason Chuck dropped out of school and had the boss to just tell his mama, this is what I want to do. Cause he was so, he believed in me so much growing up, but I was so caught up in the street. We didn't know if everything was going to work in my favor for me to even be able to put the music out, how caught up I was at one point. And once I seen Chuck doing it, I had a daughter around the same time that he had broke the ice on the music that the cool kids was making, so my focus was a lot different. And I just followed Chuck's lead and started listening to him and his little brother, Justin, my other little cousin, saw a bed. And they just used to always tell me, like, you're great at this. Like, I know you hustling, you know, you do your thing in the street and shit, but you need to focus more on this, I think. This is more promising. 
you know. Yeah. And my little cousin, so I know they ain't telling me nothing wrong. And I always felt that in my heart anyway, because I ain't really want to be in the street growing up. I wanted mm -hmm. to play ball. You know how a nigga get caught up, you know. Yeah. You still hooping today? I still can go. Yeah. I don't go as much as I used to, but I was so good when I used to go that can't no average Joe Smoke do nothing with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I remember when you told, uh, it was a Jalen Rose, you, you would drop 81 on him. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I mean, you know, I was, it was, it was sarcastic. I was being very sarcastic, but there's some truth in every joke, lie, and insult. I tell people that all the time. Like, I didn't just say that for no reason. I, I wouldn't give Jalen 81. Of course I wouldn't. But I score on Jalen. He couldn't just shut me down a whole, you know, because I really had some go in me, you know? Yeah, for sure. So coming into the music industry was an easy transition for you, you know, and how would you compare the streets to the industry? Was it? At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Pretty much the same, or was it really different back then? It's not too much different. The industry just got a paper trail on it. In the streets, you know, your, your name and your worth and the work you put in, that's, that's what promotes you in the street, you know what I mean? Industry just got a paper trail on it, same rules apply. I dig that. Um, you, you know, you came out the gate swing with that Jimbo and that I sold dope all my life, man. So where were you at mentally during that time? Did you feel like he had something to prove or was it just like, man, this is the music that I want to make. I'm just going to put it out there. If people fuck with it, they fuck with it. It was Chuck's idea to do Jimbo. I never liked that record. Really? I never liked Jimbo. Like to this day when people play it, it's like one of the records I kind of like shy away from, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I saw Dope All My Life was inspired by um, a Cash Money record where Baby said it in a verse. He say, I saw Dope All My Life. And that just, I just always was a student of the game. So I took that and made a hook out of it and you know, I really sold dope all my life. So, shit, I ain't never worked. I never had, I never even, I don't even know what an honest dollar is other than since I've been turning money over and making this music. Yeah. So, up until that point, that really was my mindset. Like, and I just wanted to come out with something hard, like, you know, something out the gate hard, you feel me? Um, I'm gonna do a remix to that shit because I got a better understanding of the game now. And you know, I got the same formula and touch of paint I use for the music always, but my approach to it is different because I more so do the music for me. I actually used to care about what my fans thought about the music I made, but I had to realize 
that I'm making the music, so I gotta be cool with it before I even let y'all hear it or care if y'all accept it or not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So long as music true to self, I don't give a fuck about like the popularity contest because shit, name a nigga who got a deal or who got a situation that's making all this noise or all this push that's, I ain't got, they ain't got nothing too much different than I got, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I was gonna ask, cause uh, you came up during the blog era. Were you like reading the comments? Were you reading what the blogs were saying back then? No, or I, did you I, just... never, I never read the comments unless somebody like point something out to me, you know what I mean? Then I look into it and see like, you know what I mean? But other than that, like I ain't really into what people gotta say about a nigga because, you know, I know my struggle more so than anybody. In I know a lot of niggas' skin ain't as tough as mine and they ain't built like me, so, you know, niggas can just talk, you know? You see me in person, run up on me, we'll see, you know what I mean, how them comments, you know what I mean? We're gonna see if you can stand on that shit you out here talking and, you know, if you really about all that shit you want. Shit, I know what I be on, so I ain't tripping. When you got done with Trapper's Alley, the first one, um... How'd you feel about it? Did you feel like you were sitting on a classic here or? I didn't know how they was gonna receive that. Chuck, Chuck just told me it was a good body of work. And it was a lot of music too. It was like 23 songs, fast skits or some shit like that. But I just had a point to prove. So I just wanted to put the music out just how it was, you know what I mean? I didn't want to cut it in half. I had gotten into it with Mike Wax from Ill Roots because he thought it would be a good idea to chop my tape in half and put it out as a part one and a part two. And I didn't <laughs> want to do that, so me and him had bumped heads back in the day. We made it back right at a, a Cool Kid Lupe show. You know, it wasn't ever going to get out of hand because I don't look at Mike Wax as like a, a threat. He always more so was trying to help a nigga more so than hurt a nigga, so I just, felt like my first project, I want to drop it how I want to drop it. You know what I'm saying? No nigga gonna dictate how I put my music out. I, I got into it with Chuck about putting I So Dope all my life out. He like, because uh, I had only had out getting flicked on one of their projects. They gave me a solo on one of their projects and then I had Jimbo out. And I think uh, a Don Cannon and Cool Kids Christmas feature like on a Christmas project they had put out Once Upon a Time and shit. And uh, I put out So Dope All My Life Out. And Chuck, he came in the room like, bro, what is you doing? Like, you don't put music out. You don't even know what you're doing. I've been putting your music out. And I just had to tell Chuck, like, I'm on a different type of town than you, gang. Like, like you, you doing your thing and you my little cousin. Like, I don't wanna ride your bandwagon and your coattail like I want to make my own imprint in this shit, you know what I'm saying? So he like, okay, you know, well, I got your back, you know what I'm saying? And we hashed out our little differences and shit, and it just been on ever since. That's my number one supporter. Yeah. Were you prepared for that, that success so early on? Because like you said, yeah, like three solo songs and you had a nice buzz online, man, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I was so caught up in the street and I wasn't making no money off music for real. Like that shit was just gym shoe money. And I got like real habits and I got like real expensive tastes and shit. Like, you know, you can interview my mom. She'll tell you like, I was one of the runaway kids who she never really had to do anything for or the kid that don't really ask her for nothing. And I just, you know, been in the street my whole life trying to figure it out. And I haven't, I didn't see a breakthrough with music until my mass appeal situation. That's when I finally felt like Cause you know, I always looked up to Nas lyrically mm-hmm. growing up. So to be able to work with him, it was like a dream come true. And that situation didn't really materialize into what I figured it would, but it taught me a lot. And it made my skin tougher for these new challenges a nigga up against musically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you live and you learn. And I'm just one that capitalized on my mistakes. So, you know, that was a learning experience and it was, it wasn't as costly as it could have been because I had a partnership and not a deal. Mm-hmm. But I've technically never had a record deal, only that partnership. And since that, you know, I got some real hustle in me. So 
this this money that these guys signing for, like these three hundred thousands and these quarter millions, half a million. You know, I'm really from the ghetto. Like, I can hustle that up. I can hit for that in a dice game. Like, that's the I'm from the real ghetto. Like, shout out to all my fifties, two two seven drugs on all that. The whole East one. Or that like a nigga from the real ghetto, and I mix and mingle with real hoodlums. So, you know, if you know the underworld like I know it, it's some real money to be made. You feel me? So that's what always threw me off from the music. Like, R.I.P. My my big bro Julio, but you know, uh, it really was Lamborghinis on Maxwell in the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? I'm really like an asset to my community and a pillar to the hood because I don't lie to them niggas. I tell them the truth and they know it's off experience. So, you know, I we growing like. and we moving forward and past all the negativity and all that. Like a nigga just on a different frequency. I'm trying to get to a real bag. So I don't come into business acting like I know everything or I'm not the arrogant asshole that it's hard to deal with. I sit back, I'm spongy, I listen. I soak up the game and, you know, if it's applicable to what I'm trying to do, musically, I apply it. If not, you know, I take heed that it's nonsense and I keep that over there, but, you know, I've always been like an evil genius with this shit, so. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It's as bad as I want it. It's, as bad as I want it is as much I'm gonna make out as much as I'm gonna make out of it. You know what I mean? I got you. And going back to the mass appeal, um, I think you were like the first like few artists that even signed with them. Is that I'm the first real street nigga besides Trick Trick. You know what I'm saying? Like they really had some talent that's really fun to get up to ever make a name musically out of Detroit City. You know what I'm saying? My big bro Royce. He from Oak Park, you feel me? He might got some Detroit upbringing, but bro bro wasn't in the streets to the depth that I'm in the street, feel me? Uh, who else you got? Uh, OB, you know what I'm saying? OB made a mark in music, but OB was from the other side of school crab that I used to be on. I used to be on the real side of school crab where they thugging at, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got real school crowd relationships with 100 mafia niggas to this day, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I never glorified that. It just is what it is. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yes, you know what I'm saying? I shot the street Lord Wine. That's my OG. You know, he did it the independent route the whole way. That's why people respect the mark that he made with the street Lord Cheddar Boy Dirty Glove movement. You know what I'm saying? He's responsible for a lot of shit all the youngins do in Detroit now. And I patternize a lot of shit that I do behind watching OGs like Jay-Z and him just go the independent route because they have some real hustle about them. So, you know what I'm saying? They take their tools and fuels and invest it into what they doing. And, you know, I didn't see real results out of people betting on themselves. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I'm more so a fan of, of that, that type of artistry or that type of, um, you know what I'm saying, example of, uh, like how people do business. Absolutely, yeah. So what's your thoughts on like this whole wave of Detroit rappers that have been blowing up these last, what, four years or so? 
it's just crazy because I'm really like, I've I really been around to watch a lot of this unfold. You know what I mean? Like, I was the first one of the first ones to tell Icewear Vezo. You know what I'm saying? That you got bigger, better shit to do than worry about niggas gossiping and being weirdos and shit. Like, we gonna be at the top one day, little bro. So focus on that. You know what I'm saying? First one to tell PZ. You know, fuck all that internet shit, nigga. Get focused, nigga. You got a real bag to get. You know what I'm saying? RIP my little bro Mox, but Mox was gonna make it big too. He used to always just tell me like, when Doug come home, when Doug come home. And when Doug came home, he came home straight to my studio, making music, you know what I'm saying, on my equipment. I got Doug first song when he came home. You know what I'm saying? I just respect little bro too much to leak his music or do any goofy shit because, you know, to keep it real, I be keeping it too real sometimes. I be trying to explain this to people like, it's a lot of situations that I cut myself out of because I know the friction and the backstory on what it can possibly be to mix drinks. So I just stay out of it completely, you feel me? Cause Sada, that's my little brother, you know what I'm saying? And me and Sada gang, we like gang for real, you know what I'm saying? So, dude, his father raised me and a lot of niggas that I grew up with. See what I'm saying? Like, I be, I pop at OG whenever I can, you know what I'm saying? My OG Quibo, that's Doug Pops, and I respect Quibo too much to ever put some taint or some tarnish on anything that little cuz doing, cause I respect it, and I knew what it was gonna be before a lot of people start you know, jumping on the bandwagon. I always used to tell people, like, he gonna make it. They, oh man, you know, he don't even rap on beat. I'm like, nigga, you ain't never heard nobody that small talk that tall. You feel me? And he's standing on that. I know him personally. Like, his name been ringing before he came home. You know what I'm saying? And he was only home a year and a half before he struck gold. And I told people, you know what I mean? Then when it happened, now everybody, you know, and when, every time I see Doug or I talk to him, you know the love I got and the respect me and him got for each other. So, you know, niggas got real money. Like, shit can get ugly. I'm from the real Detroit where the gun go off, you feel me? So, I just keep shit mafia. I keep shit 100 because I rock with the 50s. And the 50s, you know what I'm saying, that's my gang. So, I ain't switching sides on that. So, whatever come with that, I just got to deal with that. But I still keep shit political in the sense of like, we not gang orientated in Detroit so much, but shit mafia, you know what I'm saying? Shit is real mob time, so I just, I just keep shit 100, you know what I'm saying? And I'm one of the niggas that don't do the pillow talking, gossiping, girly mouth and weird shit, like I ain't into that. All the guys will tell you like, yeah, BoJ keeping 100, even if it's somebody I rock with particular, particularly that they don't too much care about, they just respect it, cause they know like, it's a thunderstorm come behind doing some weird shit to me, you feel me? So, you know, you gotta play it how it go and be ready to deal with the repros and the cons that come behind fucking with Big Creature, you feel me? That's just how it go. No, understood that, man. And uh, what, one thing I've always found about interesting about you both is, um, you know, your sound. You ain't you didn't come out into the game with like that Detroit sound where it's like all sped up. Oh, uh, it's like wine. It's like street lord wine tell niggas like they tell my OG that he don't sound like a Detroit nigga. He like nigga, what you mean? Them niggas don't sound like me. Like wine is Detroit. So what is that to say? Like to a nigga like me, feel me? I always had a weird slur when I talk. Damn, them mistaken for a speech impediment. If I don't take my time and really enunciate my words, like I had to get some control of that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, if you listen, it's a lot of niggas sound like me, like they from somewhere else or something, like, listen to Nook music, you know what I'm saying? Nook sound like, he down there uh, from Jersey or some shit, you feel me? Doug, Doug got a funny slur in his shit too, he just been down here in the A and moving around where he move around that in the 10 and shit, and. That's, you know, you develop 
you know, you develop certain habits from places you around and, you know, shit that you doing at the moment. You know what I'm saying? You cater more towards that. You know what I mean? I'm just always been in the city, in the ghetto. Always been like pro big on representing for the big city boys. You know what I'm saying? It kind of like deter me a little bit when you take something like being from Detroit and you cater more towards a different sound. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that make niggas like me feel some kind of way. Cause I'm like, nigga, we from Detroit. Like niggas don't ground hard and, and earn their names and put their city on the map for a nigga to take our sound. And I mean, of course niggas gonna mimic what they think is fresh, but to take our sound and tailor fit it and customize it for a whole nother city to try to fit in with what they doing. See, I ain't into that. Yeah, because now you got so many people trying to sound like Detroit who aren't from Detroit. And then you got a lot of niggas from Detroit trying to sound like other artists from other cities that's hot and got burned. Like, Future been doing this thing for a long time, but I remember I did a show with uh, R.I.P. Dobie. I want to say it was a Dirty Glove show too. Yeah, that's South By. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with uh, Master P, yep. L.E.P., Bogus Boys, Future. It was 2013, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of gangsters on that bill, bro. Yeah, Gotti was on there. Yeah, yeah. And me knowing like that I've been around that long, I'm still relevant today. I ain't too much switch shit up or did no weird goofball shit that'll trick me out my position, my spot. It's always room in the game for a nigga like me. You know what I mean? Like, a nigga got his own identity. A nigga got his own sound. I don't really, you know, if you listen to niggas slang and they lingo, they take more shit from me than, you know what I mean? You hear niggas talking about. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. The brickies and the band-aids and how they, what they call certain nicknames for this drug and that drug, they get that from the Jackson. I'm the one who give everybody their nicknames and I'm the one who named the neighborhoods and niggas really like rep that shit and, and put a flag on it. You know what I'm saying? That's me. I'm Bo Jackson. I'm the, I'm the Jack guy. That's my little bro Chop called me. You know what I'm saying? I'm the Jack guy. All right, so let's take it back to uh, my first chemistry set, man. So you and Al, um, was there already, like, was this the plan all along? Was it like, let's lock in for a whole album? Or did you guys make a couple records? It was like, all right, we need to keep going now. That's, that's how it happened because Chuck introduced me to Al at South Bay. I want to say that same. That same year, really? That same year. I want to say that's the same year. Or it might have been the year before. But it was around that time I met Al. And he told me, come to Cali and we can get some work done. And I just looked Chuck in his eyes like, damn, like I always been a fan of his work because I was a big Mob D fan. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know Al was actually from California. I thought he was from New York. So uh, Chuck had flew me out there. I get out there, we do a couple records and that's what it was like. Like, yeah, we, we, we need to keep going. And then, uh, my brody said that I was working with at the time. He had a few relationships with some people that he felt like he should put the music in their hands. And that's how I got my Mass Appeal situation because Al was already working with Decon. Okay. Decon yeah. converted into Mass Appeal. I had, you know, the, and during the transition is around the time I dropped the project. So my Decon situation converted into the Mass Appeal situation. And I was kind of like one of the first artists to break the ice on the label. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah, you know, I got real icebreaker game with this shit, man. I've been breaking ice on all type of shit for a long time. Yep. Like, so fast forward today, what's the chemistry like? Are, is he just playing a sample for you? Is he having the beats ready for you? Or is, are you sending him samples? Like, man, chop this up, man. You know, I, I, he always... You always got the formula with the beat, so I, don't, I just hear it and I know it. If it's available, he always gonna bless me with 
whatever I need for me and him to further what we've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Because that's some of my greatest work. Like, when I look back at anything I do, the Al projects are the only ones that's received well. So, just with that being said, like me and bro, we got a real one, two, you know what I'm saying, Scotty and Mike, you know what I'm saying? So, that's how we've been running the play. And then, nah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm a believer in you run the play till the key, till the, till the quit working, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It seems like you prefer to lock in with one producer for each project. I know you and M Stacks dropped, you and uh, Jay's Versace dropped. Uh, is that how you prefer to do them? No, it's just how it works out, you know what I'm saying? I got uh, Trappers Alleywood and all the same producers. Yeah. You know, uh, Grand Quarters wasn't all the same producer. Uh, Live at the Roxy. Yeah, that was all Stacks. Um, House of Blues, that was all um, Go Grizz. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it just worked like that because when I'm locked in, I'm locked in. And then the way Al beats, like when you sit in a studio with Al and he play you a beat, it just take you somewhere every time, no matter what he's playing you, you know what I'm saying? So that shit is like hypnotizing in the studio with Al, bro. It's just, that's my most comfortable studio to work out of. You know, me and him got the best chemistry with the shit, so that's particularly like the play I run. Yeah. But, I don't know, I could work with whoever. They got the sound, and I feel like I ain't gotta force it. I could pretty much rap up anything. Like, I got a whole bunch of records in my email and shit that I probably had never put out. Hmm. I'll probably leak them or something, or just, you know, just so I can have a record for people to be up on it, so I can perform it at a show or some shit, I don't know. But I got some heat in my stash, like, on every level. You know what I'm saying? I just only put out the shit I feel like I'm supposed to put out, you know what I mean? Yeah. 2020, it was like kind of like a resurgence for you too. Um, did you feel like that was like your second um, like introduction to the rap game during 2020? Yeah, every time, every time I run into a real roadblock in life and I gotta like regroup and reassess things, like I say, I'm I'm a person that like learn from my mistakes and like to capitalize off of them. So when I lost my mass appeal situation, and I talked to Peter, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he wasn't talking like I wanted to hear nobody talking, you know what I'm saying? So it just like threw me off a little bit, but I know my flow. So I'm like, eh, maybe I just gotta do this shit myself because don't nobody understand like how I'm really trying to come with this shit, you know? And a nigga just, I got out of jail, you know what I'm saying? And I just was focused. I had a plan, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, a nigga ain't getting no younger, so it was like, shit, let me, let me regroup and let me really sit back and see like how this shit went wrong and what I can do this time, you know, to get different results. And this time, you know, I made the necessary adjustments and bet on myself once again and this time, the dice didn't crack, you know what I mean? Yeah. At any point, did you ever feel like giving up on music? Nah, cause I always did it for the love, so I'ma always do music whether I ever earned a slug off this shit, you know what I mean? Cause I just love it, I write it for other people. I just drop it just to, you know what I'm saying, listen to it and make sure, you know, my my, my shit still sharp, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I always love the music first and foremost. The money came after I proved to the music how much I really loved it, you know what I mean? And so that passion still runs deep today, huh? Yeah, always. Like, I used to want to play ball growing up, but music was my second love, but once, I started realizing music was for me. 
it kind of made me feel like I never loved basketball. Or I would have went that hard with that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So how did the whole situation with Griselda come about? Through Uncle Al, but Wes had been reaching out through me, to me through emails, trying to just, you know, I didn't know that he was already up on like shit I'd be into and what I'd be doing musically, you know what I mean? And I'm not, a, I'm not big on answering my emails, you know, so. <laughs> Since I ain't been working with Sid, it'd be a lot of shit that's, it'd be a lot of money I probably miss out on because I'm just not as, I don't have as much time to do shit like that. So, after I met Butch first, I met Benny first. Me and Benny worked, then I met Conway. I went to a Conway show with my son because my son was on the run at the time. I take him to the show, we out there kicking it. and um. Then I met Wes in New York. He invited me to a show. And when he sent me some music, he sent me sent it from his email. And I noticed that I had been getting emails prior to from this from this email address, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, bro, he been fucking with me. Like, <laughs> and shout out to my brother Westside Gun, man. That nigga, he got a lot of faith in the nigga. And just his imprint and his influence and all the shit he done did for the game and the culture, just out of Buffalo. His influence so big over the culture that it helps me just to be able to put that flag with my 227 flag and let them know, like, this who I work with. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, and bro answer the phone for me every time I call. It's always just praise to the most high and just love and one honey shit with bro. You know what I'm saying? And people tell me he don't got that relationship with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people got a, a lot of weird shit to say about bro. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because they don't understand when you get this shit out the mud and, and when you on another level, you got to separate yourself from certain people that's going to keep you grounded. That's the part people don't care to understand. You know what I'm saying? But I get it, so... I'm self-sufficient, bro. Don't really gotta do nothing for me but answer the phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This new project we gonna work on, I know that bitch gonna be heat, cause bro only curate fire. You know, put no bullshit out. You know what I mean? Even my Versace tape, like people tell me, I just was in a different bag on the Versace tape, but me and bro was riding around in the Rolls Royce and jumping out of Maybachs and shit and. You know what I mean? Just kicking it about family and just real life shit. And it just took my mind to a different place. Cause you know, I'm from the gutter for real. Like we ride Porsches and Benzes and Beamers and shit in the ghetto. But it just feel good to know that like it's some niggas from, the, from small cities. You know what I'm saying? Or like some more big city boys from different towns and shit that like stand on business how me and my guys stand on business. So I ain't never really meshed with a lot of people I work with. But the guys, like, you see I sound good with the guys. Yeah, it was like a perfect fit. Yeah, it worked. Did it worked. you feel like it was a perfect fit for you too? It's not forced. It's not rehearsed. It's not disingenuous. It's, it just is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A bunch of young ghetto niggas, you know what I'm saying, who then grew up trying to make it out of their situation and, and make the best of it and make it better for the youth and everybody that, you know, ain't got to bump their heads how we did, you know? You can, you can live and learn through us, you know what I'm saying? You can, you know, I can, you know, I can show a nigga better than I can tell him, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't be putting no five on my shit, you know what I'm saying? I really be being modest if you listen to my music, you know? Uh, when it comes to these storytelling songs, man, um, do you be writing these? Is this all off the top or? 
like specifically like that 300 fences man it was like when that's, you rap in this that was real life that was what i, I was gonna say that has to be like some shit for. you really went, went to jail through. for that <laughs> i went to jail for that i was on the run for a year they caught up with me tried to give me six months or some shit i paid the shit down only end up getting like four months off the shit in the county you get good time and shit you know that's a that's just a uh that just is a, a, a bump on the head you know what i'm saying yeah but I got a family too, so you know that shit like is always like irritating to go through. But you know, whatever I go through, I'm gonna have to stand on it because I know what I signed up for. Yeah, because it's like when you listen to that song, it, it's very vivid. Like you can see everything that you rapping. About. I just had another high speed chase, bro, not too long ago. <laughs> you good now, though? For the most part, yeah. Okay. So what has being a father taught you about life so far, bro? Just you gotta do what it take to to make it happen for the for the for the kids, you know what I'm saying? But within the the respects of like not tricking yourself off the street or not removing yourself out their life, you know what I'm saying? You gotta I don't know. I just grew up different, so and like I said, I had a real man in my life, so I got real like morals and values, so that family shit, I'm big on it. So even when like my life ain't up to par and ain't moving at the speed I needed it, they life don't stop. So I still gotta at least keep that part of it up and running. You know what I'm saying? Keep that a well-oiled machine, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, if if all your um your eyes is dotted and your T's is crossed and when it started turning back over for you, you know, especially when you didn't do it for the blessing. You just get the turning over crazy, you know what I'm saying? That's real. What's some advice you would share with the youth for the new generation coming up right now? Just quit with all that fake tough shit because everybody ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, niggas do certain shit you know, and they gotta keep it uniform because it's, you know, this is a profession, like this music and shit. But all that arrogant, tough, fake thug and shit, like everybody ain't buying that shit, bro. So just be yourself, man. Try to be the best you you can, you know what I'm saying? Within the, the restraints of the music you making cause these little niggas out here playing for keeps nowadays and they got something to prove. You know, so just try to make it back home to your family in one piece, man. Get the money, go home, man. All that fake tough shit, it's unnecessary, man. Now that's real right there. Um, I gotta ask you about these Bo Jackson trading cards, man. These Bo Jackson what? The trading cards you guys put out with that. Yeah. Was that your idea? Was that Al's idea? Like it's Al's idea, man. Al, like, we gonna run the whole Bo Jackson play. West. Wes got this crazy um, jersey gonna drop for me and these. Virgil was about to drop me some off-white Bo Jacksons before oh, he had shit, passed. really? Yeah. So I just, I think I'm gonna have to get Wes to go about designing them because he's the closest thing that I know that can even pull that off, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I had a whole Bo Jackson lineup rundown I was about to hit niggas with, but yeah, we got merch like baseball bats, footballs, playing cards, I mean trading cards, uh, scarves, uh, as in like bandanas and shit, uh, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, like yeah, all that shit online. AOC.com, you know what I'm saying? AOC Records. Go to Al Page, link in his bio, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought that was so dope. I was like, man, I ain't never seen a rapper drop some trading cards like that, man. That was really dope. That nigga just different, bro. You gotta give it to me. I, I don't, everybody go right, I go left. I always been like that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my little nigga, Babyface. He been making this mark in the city, but he been kicking ass, you know what I'm saying? But out of all the guys, I always noticed he wanted it the most and his work ethic, you know what I'm saying? He just relentless with that shit. And, I like his music the most out the city other than, you know, what me and my guys do. I'm fucking with, I'm fucking with little bro shit. 
you know what I'm saying? But shout out to all the guys, you know what I'm saying? East, back, west, all the dope boys, you know what I'm saying? Whole team, East, all the green guys. Like everybody in the city just making noise, man, you know what I'm saying? Doug, all these guys, you know what I'm saying? All the 50s, all the whoops. And the city moving, you know what I'm saying? You got baby money. He been burning shit up. Yeah, he just signed his deal. Yeah, but it's in the right hands because them, them boys, they care about the music, and you can tell. You know what I'm saying? They not just into putting anything out. They in to let you know who they are, what they're about. You know what I'm saying? Putting Detroit on the map, like I love it. It's it's just a good look. Cause this a dream come true for niggas that die for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like my OG Wine once again, he did. He just came home from the feds and shit, but a lot of his guys ain't here to be able to see, you know what I'm saying, the blood, sweat, and tears that they put in, us reap the benefits of it, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the overlords, all the pioneers in the city, everybody that just been pushing the, the culture forward, you know what I'm saying, niggas who more so in the like, you know, the um, positive reinforcement more so than like adding to the negative bullshit, you feel me? Cause I tell my youngest like, it's one thing to rap about the shit. It's another thing to actually be out there in the midst of stirring up all that trouble and shit, you know what I mean? At least when you rapping about it and you just telling, you know what I'm saying, a young nigga, what you went through and you trying to scare him straight, you actually doing a positive. That's not a negative. It don't make it a negative until you actually out there interacting and, you know what I'm saying, the midst of stirring up all that bullshit with the negativity, you know what I mean? Nah, for real. So what's some of the plans for 2022 after you come home from this tour? Where, I'm not, we know you dropping multiple projects, bro. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. That's a lot of money to count. <laughs> I gotta count that money first. <laughs> Shit, then. I don't know, I got a lot of projects already done. You know what I'm saying? I'm just probably gonna look for little one-offs here and there, just on some marketing and shit, you know? I don't know, I'ma figure it out. I'ma just do the best. I'ma do the best thing for me, what's more conducive and, you know what I'm saying, what's more beneficial to what I'm, what I'm trying to do with this rap game, feel me? Just trying to let niggas know you ain't gotta chase the big broad sound and make all these club records because you know niggas in the club for eight hours a week you feel me but you know i be in the street while niggas in the club for real i've never been like a club nigga, you know so i make records for niggas that be in the street all day and you ain't got to chase like after getting signed and what everybody else doing, you can just do you and it'll work, man. You just gotta stand on business. Got shout outs you wanna give before we wrap it up here? Yeah, shout out to the whole 227, Mafia Double D, Gang Time, what else? All my creatures, what up, Bruno? What up, Bricks? Shit, Free Lethal again, all my 50s. Streets, yeah. The gas, chop, ice, coke, hook, gang. Long live, Marty loves you. 36 of that OD, get back, ain't honey clip in the road. We slid in that OD, niggas is OV, big ass stick, we'll hit it to goalie. Still sending them OT. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cut-off. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.